Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for June 9, 2023. What concerns do business owners have about the current economy? A recent Nationwide Retirement Institute survey revealed investors and business owners' top financial goals, priorities, and concerns ahead of a potential recession. We found that many are bracing for a recession and are being impacted by factors in the economy, such as inflation and rising interest rates. This is Brian Kirk, and joining me today are Nationwide's Chief Economist, Kathy Bostancic, and J.J. Perez, President of Nationwide Corporate Solutions. In today's podcast, we're going to dive into the topics that are currently affecting business owners and discuss how financial professionals can help them reach their short and long-term financial goals. Kathy, J.J., thank you for joining us today. Kathy, we're going to kick things off with your insight on the current economic environment. Now, financial professionals are likely getting a lot of questions from clients as they're having concerns about the current state of the economy and the recession that's likely headed our way. In fact, according to a recent survey, more than two-thirds of respondents said they believe the U.S. will enter a recession in the next six months. And 78% of them believe the next recession will be moderate or very severe. And many of them are expecting something very similar to the Great Recession. Kathy, what are your thoughts of the potential for an upcoming recession? And what could it look like? Well, thanks, Brian. Well, I would say the survey results in terms of looking for a recession in the next six months or so is in line with our own view. We see plenty of, of signs, particularly the leading economic indicators that suggest in the next six to nine months, we are going to see a downturn. Now, current data have come in stronger than expected, no doubt, consumer spending, the labor market particularly. But when you look at leading indicators such as new orders, consumers' expectations about business conditions going forward six months, the yield curve, which is inverted, meaning short-term interest rates are higher than long-term rates, and also just general credit conditions. The Federal Reserve has raised rates from zero to 5% at the fastest pace of tightening we've ever seen. And they're also shrinking the balance sheet, something called quantitative tightening. We know banks have been under stress. They are increasing their lending standards, which means less credit. That means less growth. So recession does look to be on the horizon to us. However, where we differ from the survey results, and I, I think the results reflect what we would call recency bias, meaning that the COVID recession of 2020 and the Great Recession of 2007-2008 was very severe and, and deep. And, and not surprisingly, people think, well, we're going back to those type of downturns, but we don't see that as the case. Those are really exceptional recessions that aren't likely to be repeated um, anytime soon. So we're looking forward for a moderate downturn. Um, it's still going to be painful. The unemployment rate, we think, will rise from 3.4%, that's the low right now, it's 3.7, to about 5.5%. But 5.5% historically is still pretty low unemployment rate. The reason we don't think it's going to be a more protracted or deeper recession is that consumers and corporations' balance sheets overall are in pretty good shape. There's not a lot of debt relative to assets. And as we found out yesterday from the Federal Reserve's flow of funds data, the household net worth is climbing back because of the equity market is, is so strong. Home prices um, are holding back real estate asset values. 
Uh, but this equity market has been so strong, it's lifting uh, net um, asset values. Now, we are cautious on the equity market because if we do have a recession, we're likely to see a pullback um, in, in equity prices as corporate profits start to weaken further. But in general, um, while you need to prepare for the likelihood of recession, it's it's very low odds, very extremely low odds that we get anything close to what we saw uh, during the great financial crisis. And just one other note is that if the Federal Reserve is successful in slowing the economy enough to allow in inflation to subside, which is our forecast, there's the silver lining. And that's really what they're focused on. For the Federal Reserve, the worst outcome isn't necessarily a recession. It's if inflation persists beyond this current cycle into the medium to, to long term. Thanks, Kathy. You know, interest rates and inflation are top of mind for business owners. Uh, a majority of small and mid-sized business owners said inflation has negatively impacted their business. This can also be said about rising interest rates, and they believe that they're going to pose major challenges for their operations in the future. Based on these pressures, business owners indicated they're looking to cut costs. Kathy, from your perspective, how are businesses impacted by these economic pressures we're talking about? Well, they certainly have been impacted, you know, first during uh, COVID and sort of that very initial post-COVID period by very high goods costs and inflation. So that's what was really raising their input costs. And now that shifted really to labor costs and, and, and wage pressures. And that's persisting. Now, we've seen a lot of the pressure come off the good side of the economy. Uh, but this labor wage problem, that's related to the fact that the service side of the economy is still rather booming, frankly, at this point. Um, there's a lot of uh, cash that was built up by households during COVID. Uh, we, we couldn't dine out. We couldn't travel. And now you're seeing that revenge spending. Um, this summer is going to be one of the busiest ever for travel. Um, so that's going to keep the economy afloat. And that also keeps um, inflation higher than the Federal Reserve would like. So two things could happen. Uh, one, we could come the fall, start to see service spending and inflation start to subside because consumers pull back a bit. If that doesn't happen sufficiently, you could see the Federal Reserve continue to raise interest rates. So either way, for us, that spells you know a slowing economy and, and eventually a recession. You know, the Federal Reserve, again, their worst outcome would be if inflation persists. So for companies um, in this environment, what we would expect is eventually to reduce um, the number of workers on their payrolls, reduce the hours. We've seen business investment already be quite soft. Um, and then eventually the dynamic would be as the profit margins come under pressure, cutting jobs, that's going to, of course, be through to less aggregate income and less spending um, by consumers um, and also the higher cost of borrowing, um, whether you go to the bank or the capital markets, means um, businesses pull back a bit on investment. JJ, we heard Kathy just talk about some of the some of the adjustments that businesses are going to have to make here. What are your thoughts about how what business owners can do to manage these risks? Yeah, thank you, Brian. I, I think, you know, for me, um, what I try to think about and what I think is a helpful framework to think about is that change can equal opportunity. And a recession is change. It's a big change in the external environment. 
Um, but with that, there are opportunities that we can position ourselves and, and business owners can position themselves to take advantage of opportunities that are arising. And we saw that in the pandemic where, you know, I don't know how many folks have been to a restaurant recently, but every single restaurant has a heavy takeout presence as a result of the pandemic. And it shifted things substantially. And um, more than ever, people expect their service to be top notch. So I think that advisors, you know, considering Kathy's comments, advisors can help the business owners remain calm and committed to their business and the long-term plan. Uh, an example would be that, you know, in the survey that we that we did of business owners, greater than 70%, both for small business owners and mid-sized business owners, believe that the, re the coming recession would be greater than or at least as bad as the Great Recession back in 2008 and 2009. And, and if you're thinking that and you're planning your business capital um, needs around that, you could make some drastic cuts to your workforce. You can make some drastic cuts to your investment. What your advisor would likely tell you because they're listening to economists like Kathy is that it's unlikely. Like we, we all heard Kathy say, highly unlikely that that would be the case. Uh, and, and that should be factored into the planning that business owners are doing as far as how they're preparing to weather the recession, how they're preparing to take advantage of opportunities during the recession, and how they're preparing for the inevitable upswing that happens at the end of a recession. You know, and some of the things to think about is you, there are articles out there around um, cutting back in benefits, cutting back in people, cutting back in investments in the business. And I would say that you know, your financial advisor can help you have a well-rounded, informed perspective on how much of that is necessary and what are some of the implications when you do that. For example, um, benefits have never been more important to employees. So if you have key employees, if you have top talent, cutting those benefits could cost you to lose key talent, which could harm your ability to take advantage of opportunities in the recession and the, the uh, impending rebound. JJ, let's stay with you for this next uh, topic here. Just like individuals, every business owner will have a unique retirement planning need for their employees and also for themselves. In light of the economic pressures and you know uncertainty we're talking about here, JJ, what are your thoughts on where financial professionals can add value to their clients and help their businesses? There are a lot of ways, you know, my, the side of my, there's a side of my family where everybody has started a business. Uh, so I, I relate to that side heavily. And I think at times we look at individuals for their financial plans and we look at businesses for their financial plans. And for somebody who is a business owner, these two things tend to be one thing. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, I would argue that that, that, that is not the best solution. When all of your um, your your wealth is tied up in your business, you know, a financial advisor could at least give you the informed perspective of what it would look like for you to diversify your investments a bit. Um, but dealing and working with business owner clients, the great thing about it from a financial advisor perspective is you have the opportunity to help them plan on a personal front, really put them in a much better position uh, to weather and be resilient in times of recession. But you also have the opportunity to help them in a, on their business front and not only help the business be more resilient, but help the employees that are there hopefully have better outcomes and even help the business be more successful in the way that they serve their clients. So really, these two things should be thought of in tandem when you think about a business owner client. The great thing about it too, though, is that you, you don't have to stop the conversation with the financial plan. Uh, the, the chances are that there are a lot of other ways that the financial professional can be helping the business manage financial risk. And I don't I don't think financial advisors always realize the breadth of knowledge they have, both from the training that they have, but also from the interactions they're having with uh, individuals that own businesses and or have large personal wealth or are invested in businesses. They're learning a lot about the strategy of running a business and, and how to keep businesses resilient and afloat. For example, 
does the does your business client have a strategy for accessing capital? You know, whether that's investing in their business or preparing for an emergency. If we go back to the recession, uh, last recession during the pandemic, you know, a number of small and medium-sized businesses, really, really more so small businesses, did not have an ongoing relationship with the bank, and that made it tough to be able to access the loans that were available for small businesses. And financial advisors would 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 likely counsel them to make sure that you have a banker that you're working with. That's somebody who can identify certain risks and help make sure that you have access to cash when you need access to cash. Another opportunity that financial professionals can provide is securities-backed lending. And securities-backed lending allows a, a, a on-demand source of capital when needed. Your uh, investment portfolio serves as collateral, very easy to set up, very easy to access, and it's something that can be a value add for the financial professional to provide. For larger corporations, uh, you know, this may be a time with the markets uh, where they are and a lot of pension plans uh, having a strong funding status to reduce the risk of their balance sheet by offloading outstanding liabilities like their legacy pension programs. Uh, financial advisors can either help them with that or connect them with, with folks in their network that could help them with that. Additionally, for larger corporations, uh, tax advantage investments like corporate owned life insurance can be used to support deferred compensation programs and really be looked at as a benefit for key employees in the organization and help retain. Uh, the last thing I would mention is Secure Act 2.0. I think hopefully everybody heard about that. Um, anybody re reading any kind of financial literature uh, would have heard about that at the end of last year being signed. A lot of advantages in there for employers providing 401k plans to their employees, deferred compensation plans to their employees, but also for employees to be able to have a lot more versatility in what they can do with their 401k plan as a result of what we learned in the pandemic. And uh, one example would be for a financial professionals to consider is that there is now a 100% tax credit for the costs incurred with setting up a, a defined deferred compensation plan for employers. So it, it makes it very little cost that goes to them, but they're creating an opportunity for deferred compensation for their employees. And employees want to and have never, never felt the desire more, the need more to have access to a 401k plan. So it's really critical for every employee, whether you're full-time or part-time. And if, if uh, financial professionals want to learn more, our Nationwide Retirement Institute has actually published a white paper to give very easy to understand guidance to financial professionals on what Secure Act 2.0 means, and it can really educate them on how they can educate their clients. And JJ, those are some great examples of the important conversations that business owners can have with their financial professionals right now. How do you think advisors can differentiate themselves or deliver more value? Financial advisors in I think they would relate to this. They're put in a position of trust. Anytime we are disclosing the amount of information we're disclosing to an individual and we're trusting them with really our retirement assets, that is a one of the highest degrees of trust you can have in an individual. And I think there are opportunities for our, the financial professionals working with business owner clients to make them aware of, of more um, risks that they can be using to um, make their business more resilient. And these don't have to be things that the financial professional is an expert in. Uh, they, these are things that they can leverage their network in. So for example, inquiring as to whether your uh, clients are working with accountants, whether they're working with an attorney, whether they're working with an insurance agent, a benefits consultant, or even a technology expert, um, you know, just checking the box on those, those types of things. Because if they're not, each single one of those is one, um, in a worst case scenario, a risk that could really take the business under if not managed properly 
or two on the upside, uh, a risk that could prevent them from taking full advantage of opportunities that arise in the marketplace or even prevent them from being aware of the opportunities. So I, I think that uh, financial professionals really have this broad view that is uh, beyond. They can see the, the forest for the trees and the business owner is focused on growing their business. That partnership, um, as well as the financial professionals network, potentially even other clients that check some of those boxes of accountant, attorney and te technology professionals, though that can create referral opportunities to create a um, a risk management team for those small businesses. And it doesn't take a lot of time within a year. It doesn't to have a consultation with each of these and kick the tires and say, how do we feel like we're positioned? What opportunities should I be paying attention to as a business owner out there? And these referrals can go both ways for financial professionals um, with the folks in their personal network that they're referring. Yeah, thank you, JJ. Let's bring Kathy back in here too. Kathy, can you share with our audience any closing thoughts you uh, you have about this? And then after we hear from you on your closing thoughts, I wanna hear some closing thoughts from JJ too. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, I would just, you know, reiterate and emphasize the point I made earlier and that what JJ uh, spoke about is that even though the most recent recessions were among the worst uh, we've seen post-World War II, they are really outliers. Uh, we have nothing near the, the debt loads or the housing crisis or leverage that we saw during the great financial crisis. And of course, COVID stands on its own as as an outlier in terms of downturns. You know, what we're looking for is really a reset in economic conditions. And really what the Federal Reserve is looking to do is, is lower inflation. Other fundamentals in the economy look pretty sound to us. Um, so just cooling things off a bit is really what the aim is here uh, at this point. Great thoughts, Kathy, and I'm, I appreciate that you underline that because I just I would say that uh, as somebody who relates to small business owners from my family, when I saw that 70% plus of small business owners and mid-sized business owners were saying they thought it'd be as bad or worse than the Great Recession, uh, it did it did concern me for them that um, if they can get that perspective that economists are having, it could allow them to plan better. So thank you for underlining that. I would say that financial advisors can play a really important role. Uh, by demonstrating that they've invested the time to understand the business owner perspective. And when they do that, it allows them to proactively offer solutions to help these business owners get ahead of the risks that could derail them or prevent them from capitalizing on opportunities that are in the environment. So I think that financial professionals showing up in this way will lead to stronger relationships and greater opportunities for them to grow their practice, but really they're positioning their clients for greater success, which is where everybody wins. Well, thank you, JJ. And thank you, Kathy. I mean, whether or not the U.S. enters a recession sooner or later, Nationwide will continue to monitor the economy and provide you with updates to help you feel more confident. You can visit our advisor blog on nationwidefinancial.com or tune in to our upcoming podcasts. In our next episode, we will provide our reaction and instant analysis of the Fed's announcement from their upcoming June meeting. Will they raise rates again? Or will they pause for now? Stay tuned for more insight. Until then, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. 
These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. The Nationwide Retirement Institute is a division of Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, a member of FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Nationwide and the Nationwide Inn and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2023, Nationwide.